Now, bold nonsense presence. Drinking in the draft with Disney and the captain. I love you, man. That's, you can't do any better than that. I seen your picture. Your name is lots of love. This is your big Welcome in, everybody, and welcome back to the second season, the 2021 season of Drinking in the Draft. Hello. Uh, I'm Disney. This is the captain. Ahoy. We're also known as, uh, for people who maybe don't listen to the the other Bold Nonsense show, the Bold Nonsense proper show. Uh, this is Walsh, the Walsh Brothers. Mm-hmm. Connor, this is Liam. Hello. And this will be really fun. You found Drinking the Draft, and this is the draft breakdown of every year. We like to keep you updated, and the nice thing about this show is that for us, there is no NFL offseason. Yeah. We just, I mean, it's, it's much shorter, at least. Yeah, we just keep getting after it, you know? Super, yeah. Super Bowl's done, and we're kicked right into the draft stuff. It's incredible. It really keeps that like post-football kind of lull down. For me, at least. It sure does. Yeah. There's uh, no games, but we do have this. Yeah. Uh, this year is going to be a little different, though. Joe oh, uh, is drinking in the draft because, you know, no combine, which is really the best part of the offseason, for me, at least. Um, it's most interesting. I mean, other than the draft. So uh, much fun to watch. Yeah. Uh, big fan. Not going to have it this year. That sucks. Going to have to watch a lot more pro days. A lot more pro days. Didn't watch a single pro day last year. That's me uh, either. Yeah, that, why this would year, we? I'm going to have to watch pretty much every pro day. I'm yeah. not every pro day. I'm not going to watch, like, Northern Illinois pro day. Yeah. But North Dakota State? Yep. <laughs> you got to watch didn't, that didn't one. They're going to have to watch that pro day. <laughs> yeah, so it will be different, um, but it will be fun. I mean, basically what this show is, is us keeping all that up to date and then bringing it, um, kind of what, condensing it, compiling all the information looking at that information for ourselves, and then bringing it to you. Yeah, condensing the information and then talking too long about it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, this is a nerdy show. We we are nerds about this. Yeah. Like full on. Uh, you know, probably too many discussions about this for the rest of our family. Combi- like, they hate it. Yeah, how much we talk about this, but it's very interesting to us. Like we said, we love the we love the combine, love mock drafts, and we love the draft. Yeah. So, if you are just a huge NFL fan, if you love the draft like we love the draft, or if you have a particular team that you're a fan of, or a team that you hate, yeah, get ready to learn a lot about those things. You will be uh, the most informed people in your discussion discussion group. Yeah, if you're a Dallas fan and you really want this player, and then Philly, uh, Philly's looking at him too. You can like listen to our draft and be like, ah, where's this guy gonna go? I hope, I hope he doesn't go to Philly. That kind of thing, you know. Uh, definitely. So we're going to break down uh, everything from team needs. That'll be next week, like draft positioning, uh, all, all that kind of stuff. Which positions are good? Which positions are bad? And then we'll actually get into every position group. And break those down in detail along with those players. Give you those top players. So you'll have rankings uh, positionally. 
Yeah. You'll have what teams are going to do. Yeah. What positions are even good in this draft. You'll know everything by the time the draft comes around. Yeah, we'll just kind of give you uh, which position groups are, are deep, kind of top-heavy. Some are, some have uh, like a couple big names, but then there's a big drop-off and then a lot of kind of mid-round, kind of late-round guys that could contribute to a team. But, yeah, we'll uh You will be fully informed. Yeah. But this week, what we like to do is just keep ourselves accountable. If we're going to do this, let's not, you know... That's us. We gotta grade ourselves. Exactly. Somebody has to. Given given draft grades grades on all these prospects, not gonna grade ourselves. You know. That's ridiculous. Uh, so accountability is big here, and we're going to do that by looking at last year's draft. What did we say about some of the big names that ended up uh, being part of the story of this season? Yeah. Kind of a different rookie season for most of these, all of these players. Yeah. But. That doesn't uh, doesn't negate who hey, played well and who but played. But they all had the same difficulties in their rookie seasons. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So it can't be like, uh, you know, Justin Herbert had a harder offseason than Jalen Hurts, you know? He no. Did, he did not. Not true. Not true. They had an equal amount of difficulties. Yes. So, to overcome. So. Some did and some didn't. The chips fell where they fell. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about how the last year's rookies did in their first year in the NFL. Yeah. And how we did in our first year doing a draft breakdown. Because this is only the second year we've done this, and we are still learning a lot about how we want to do it and how we're going to do it. And uh, I, I for one, learned not to be uh, a chicken, but we'll talk about that later. Let's start with the quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to give you what I learned. Go for it. Uh, to prepare more for the episodes... <laughs> but uh, starting off this season, not that great because I didn't do much preparation. But here we go. Let's get into it. I, well, some could argue that you did a lot of preparation. That's you, true. You watched the NFL season. That's true. So, yeah. so there you go. Uh, let's start. Uh, Justin Herbert, the Chargers, yeah. the rookie of the year. Yeah. Herbert, rolling, looking, throwing, end zone, touchdown. Pretty good place to start exactly. off the, on the offensive side of the ball, at least. Yeah. Um. Going back to last year, I think we all knew his positives. Right. We knew what he could do. So I, what I focused on was what did we think might hold him back? And did those things turn out right? So the things that we thought would hold him back, uh, robotic. That was a, that, I think that was our biggest word for, for yeah. Herbert, at least at Oregon. And you have to say that now. Right, yeah. Because... He sure wasn't that no. with the Chargers. He got to L.A. and he was like, I am loving the Cali lifestyle. Yeah. Uh, let's let's uh, loosen it up. Yeah. Shred it. Yeah. If you, if you will. Yeah. Robotic, overly conservative, and then that was wrong. Right. <laughs> he, just, yeah. he just wasn't that. And I know we talked a lot about that when we were doing his breakdown of like, I yeah. think this might be Oregon's fault. Yeah, I think we've talked about it throughout the season on the reaction show. Just True. being like, this is an indictment on Oregon. Yeah. And how they can like how they took care of Justin Herbert, kind of playing it conservatively and and uh, trying to not get him injured. Um, yeah. You know, trying to keep him, making sure like he's there to run the offense and not going to get hurt. Yeah. Um, but it limited him, and it, I think it. Um, Good on the Chargers for, like, seeing through that. Just and go for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so 
I would say we hit that. I mean, I mean, to me, that's not a miss. Just yeah. because he, he did have those things. Yeah. And we kind of, I, I feel like we did a pretty good job of pinpointing where those things came from. And and even said, this might flip right. when and, he gets to the next level. And, and, saying and, like, he did. and saying like he still has potential to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And I think a lot of people were saying like, no, his ro- like his robotic feel and the kind of the way he plays the game is going to make him kind of a um, mid-level if yeah, mi- lower. Mi- mid-level, lower-level guy that probably should be taken out of the first round, um, which I disagreed with the whole time. But uh, yeah, I think I think he proved those people wrong and us a little right. Yeah. Good job for, with the Herbert thing, I, I I think. Let's go to Joe Burrow. Rip in peace. Oh, come on now. <laughs> too, too soon. This guy was clearly on track to be the offensive rookie of the year before he got hurt, obviously. Yeah. So I kind of focused in on the getting hurt part right? and what we saw before that. And for me, I know some of my knocks on Burrow were the pressure and recognition and awareness and taking too many hits. Those were my negative notes on Burrow. Huh. It was like, see the pressure, don't get hit so much. That did not happen in his, in his Specifically in the, in the knee region. Yes. yes. Because I thought everything else I mean, is what we saw. Decisive. Full-fueled reader. Yeah. It's, uh, it was almost... Athletic enough to be able to make plays. Yeah. Which he did all, all year... We saw any injury. I think we saw. I don't know if I, I I hit one more right than this. More I didn't bullseye one more right yeah, than it, him. Yeah, it's. Uh, he did everything we thought he could, and also what happened to him is everything we thought could happen to him. Right. Yeah. So another hit there, <clears throat> and I, you know, I've always argued that I think he even like last week I was arguing I think he should have gotten at least a couple votes for offensive rookie of the year. Because of the decline after he went out. Yeah. But. That's fair. Yeah. I might disagree, but that's fair. Fine. Then we've got, uh, in terms of ranking, you know, this year, Herbert Burrow, those are usually easily the top two. Yeah. Then we've got two more. Yeah. And you could either go, I thought Hertz actually had the better year than Tua. When he got in, it's, it's when, such a limited, they both yeah. have a, have a limited uh what is the term Please? limited sample, uh, size? sample size thank you very much oh. limited sample size um for different reasons uh Jalen Hurts kind of came in when he got into games it was kind of in weird situations where he would play in spurts and then spurts in with his legs a lot right yeah uh two on the other hand would get pulled all the time and yeah. Fitzpatrick would finish games um which you don't love to see uh, and yeah, no. I, I think I think when they were both on the field, I think it hurts looked better. Yeah, um, and but I also think he was exactly what we thought he was. Oh, for sure. He's gonna use his legs probably more than he should. Yeah. Don't give him more than one read. Yeah. Throw it to a spot. Make it suit. Make it incredibly easy. And then you kind of saw it every time they took away his ability to rush, it got a lot worse. Yeah. Hurts was what we thought he was. Tua was a, a lot bigger of a question mark. He did. Kind of the, some of the things that I I thought we saw his good traits and his bad traits mix into one and then uh, go on steroids. Yeah. Quick release, accurate, all of that thing, all of those things he he did. Mm-hmm. 
arguably too much, the yep. quick release part, as yep. in uh, happen, like really quick after the snap. Yeah. Get the ball out of my hands. The, I don't want it. Yes, and then struggled against tight coverage, freeze against pressure, and then my biggest – let's talk about that, and then I want to brag about uh, – my bet, my what I think is my best note from last year. Okay, so those things, tight pressure. I think a lot of times. I mean, we even heard a, a mic'd up thing where Fitz was like, sometimes you just got to pull the trigger. Yeah, just give him a chance. Yeah. So that was obviously an issue for Tua mm-hmm. is being too conservative, not wanting to throw into tighter windows. Right. Because at Bama, there weren't tight windows. No. The tight window to him was like seven yards. Right. Yeah. That's a that's a lot of movement. So, um. Tua, I think, is one where I thought he would do better. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I I saw him coming in. I, I figured he would be third behind Burrow and Herbert um, in terms of production and just kind of feel when he's on the field. Um, but yeah, he was kind of disappointing. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, it, it just didn't feel right. Yeah, to me, the brag time... My one of my best notes from last year, and I have this quoted here: "No second gear to his arm." Mm-hmm. There's no he can't pull back. Like think about some of Herbert's throws down the field. I can think of one specifically. Yes, the one where he's rolling left and he hits Keenan, Keenan Allen in the end. Oh jeez, against the Jets, that yeah, was when one. he just zips it. Zips, like, yeah. There's not a lot zip of zip is the best it. word for it. There's also the one where he had somebody diving at his feet and he threw the ball 55 yards down the field on the dime. Right. Those kinds of things. That's a second gear, where it's like I can take some off, but I've also got. I can also ramp this thing up. Yeah. Don't think there's any ramping up for Tua, and that's one of the things I think held him back this year. Uh, almost, it's almost like he knew it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely. Yeah, I think that's a, a I think lot that's of a room. Good note based yeah. on what we saw this season. Yeah, a lot of room for improvement for him. But let's move on. Let's go to running backs. Uh, we had to talk a lot about the quarterbacks because it's quarterbacks. But let's go to running backs and. Uh, this position made us look dumb. Oh, sure did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The, the top two guys we didn't even do. No. Uh, yeah. Uh, nope. Yeah. Did not do either James, one. James Robinson or Antonio Gibson. No, came out of nowhere. Yeah. Didn't expect it. That's kind of what running backs are. Right. They can... A big time running back can... That's why there's... The wheels can fall off. Trent Richardson. Yeah. Uh, and, <laughs> and, like, some guy can come out of nowhere and... Blow up the league, Gary and Foster. Yes, that is why there's so much discussion around running back. Don't yeah. take them early. Right, yeah. Don't pay them. Right. Because you can get these guys wherever. Right. So You can get a receive, a guy who played receiver mostly in college, put him at running back, and he is arguably the best rookie running back in the league. Yes. So those are your top two guys. We obviously didn't do them. We missed them. And that's kind of par for the course. But somebody that did we... Did we even say their names? I did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, James Robinson and Antonio Gibson, in case we didn't. There yeah. we go. Uh, then a guy that we did do. Yeah. And you hit this one, and I think I missed this one. Mm-hmm. It's Cam Akers. Yeah. Akers already five carries, 64 yards. Six carries, more than 64 yards. As he's got a first down. I had Cam Akers, for me, I just feel like I was completely wrong on him. I was very down. I wondered about his effort. But it turns out health was his only issue <laughs> in a terrible team in college. Yeah, uh, the way he played in college, the just like the pure athleticism and burst he showed and just like 
and balance. Like, anytime I saw him run the run the ball, uh, there would be times where I'd be like, oh, he's going down. Nope. No, he's good. I oh, remember. He's going down. Nope. Or, I, like, I, on, on the goal line in the red zone, he, like, always found a way into the end zone. Yeah. It, it wasn't always necessarily running, a, like, running over a guy, but it was... It was slipping. Yes, yeah, sli- slipping exactly. Um, and I think he's just a really good back. I remember you saying, "It's this is a bad team, and he's easily mm-hmm. the best thing they've got, yeah. and he's the only thing they've got." Right. And I I gave him a knock for that, and you went the other way. Yeah. And you were definitely right there, because I yeah once he got healthy, it was game over. Yeah, it was yeah. get out of here, Daryl Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a couple other guys for me. I, I was huge. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah. That was my dude. He right, was yeah. my number one running back. And I will just say, I don't think I was wrong here. Me neither. This was all usage. We thought he was going to... This is so frustrating because we thought they were going to be very creative with him. And they couldn't have been less creative with him. Yeah, and especially since the first few weeks, he got a lot of usage. And he they ran the ball a lot. And he got a lot yeah. of yards. He worked really well. And then it just kind of petered out. Um, he got hurt. Their offensive line got hurt. So they yeah. stopped running the ball as much. The disappointing thing to me was they didn't use him in the pass game. Yeah. And he was... He's easily the best pass catching back in, the dra- in, in, in this, that draft. Yeah, yeah, in this draft class. Yeah, I I would he's, say he's probably already one of the better ones in the NFL. Yeah, I I think even more so than the guy who played receiver throughout college, Antonio Gibson. Like, yeah, I think I would take Clyde catching a ball out of the backfield over him. Me too. By a little bit, but still, but by still, some. yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I agree, and I think. When we did see him go, and they when they were using him, he looked like a good back. Like yeah, it's, it's not it's not that he's a bad back. No, it, it, like I said, it was all usage. Yeah, it was all circumstance, and now it wasn't a player. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, the only other guy that I wanted to talk about was Jonathan Taylor, yeah. and to me, my note is more gap scheme, more success. Yeah. The close the the. Closer the Colts offense got to the Wisconsin offense, right. the better Jonathan Taylor got. So I thought he was he hasn't changed. Yeah. He is exactly what he thought we was what we thought he was. Yeah. A very good back. This turned out to be a pretty good class. Yeah. Even even the guys we're not talking about, Swift and, and Dobbins, Dylan not so much. AJ, Dylan's he even contributed by the yeah, end of the no, year. Yeah, he can he contributed. He's clearly like the last guy of the class, the, of like the guys we talked about, in my yeah, opinion. I, I um, don't think he's. I don't think that story's written yet. Okay. <laughs> For it's me, because I mean, especially this year with their running backs being yeah. free agents. True. Yeah. Um, Could have a better year two than year one, but. Yeah. Even those. Even those guys. They're gonna be key players. Yeah. In Swift, the next few seasons. I would say all of these guys except for Dylan. In one week. In the se- at one point in the season, showed that they were the best running back in the class. Right, yeah. So it's just about consistency, saying. you know what I'm For saying? For sure, yeah. Uh, let's go to receivers where they were all over the place. I mean, yeah. the last year and this year, their amount of receivers is absolutely ridiculous. But some of the ones we wanted to point out, I think I was wrong on Justin Jefferson. He was mm-hmm. the best receiver of this year. I agree. Yep. Most consistently. Uh, I was concerned about his press, his top game speed. 
none of those things yeah. were, were <laughs> correct. He was really good in those aspects. I think he's sneaky fast, actually. I think he burned a lot of people yeah. just because I think they thought like me. Right, yeah. This guy isn't, re- he's quicker than fast. Mm-hmm. And that was not true. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot of receivers in this class that are very good. Um, I think some of them surprised us, uh, like Justin Jefferson. I think Claypool, when we looked at him, uh, we both had him pretty low because it was like his production wasn't that good in college. Like he didn't look that great. And I think that was a product of the offense. Us being Notre Dame fans, we know like the receivers don't do well in that offense. No. Um, even the really good ones. Yeah, even ones that come into the league and look like they're, like, at the beginning of the season, Claypool looked like he was going to be the best receiver of the class. Um, it kind of petered out uh, again, like, with the Steelers' offense, um, just kind of playing poorly. But, yeah, I think Claypool was a surprise. Claypool was personally. a huge surprise. But to, to me, this is a, an example of college offense – Holding him back. Yeah. NFL offense using him the exact way he had to be used. From the 16. Ben going to go deep down the far sideline. He's got his man. That ball is caught by Claypool. And Claypool to the end zone for the touchdown. I mean, if you think about it, some of the knocks that we had on Claypool, his short area quickness, is just not that it's just not that great. Yeah. So that affects his releases off the ball. Mm-hmm. They just took all those away, put him in the slot, yeah. put him in the back part of a stack, motion him first. Right. All of those things negate all of his negative traits yeah. and play up his good ones. Right. And so that's, to me, this was just the perfect, the, the team using that player perfectly. Right. I agree. And that, that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, in terms of NFL, NFL success. And then to me, I'll, I'll just, I have one more guy to talk about. And that was T Higgins, who I thought we, we nailed. He was one of those people that was getting dropped really far in the draft. He ended up going to the Bengals and him and Joe Burrow were really good. Yeah. He was a big body guy that people thought really couldn't change direction all that well. Yeah. And when you kind of saw it, it was way better than everybody. Everybody made it sound like he couldn't move at all. Yeah. And I remember us saying, that's not the case. This guy looks a lot better than people are saying, and he played a lot better than people said he would. And I dropped my notebook. Yeah. Uh, Higgins, I think he's a perfect 1B to Tyler Boyd. Um, Yes. I think think those two are going to work really well uh, in Cincinnati, especially with Joe Burrow getting healthy. Uh, One more guy I wanted to talk about was Brandon Ayuk. Um... I think he's going to work really well in the Niners' offense when he is healthy. Uh, and when they're all back. Exactly. When when Ayuk, Kittle, other guy, <laughs> other guy, other receiver. Oh, Debo? Yeah, Debo. When they're all on the field and healthy, yeah. their offense is going to be incredible. That's the thing is that Debo and Ayuk are very similar. Yeah, they're, they're interchangeable. Both, they're yeah. both those Swiss Army knife type, yeah. like we can do anything. Yeah. When you've got two of those on the field, you don't know what's coming. Exactly. And then you have Kittle. It's just yes, that'll be. He had a good year. Yeah. But when he they were together, yeah. that whole offense was there. He had an even better year. You right. could see where this is going. Honorable mention, uh, Mooney. Yeah. Coming out of nowhere. Did not do it. Played really well. Yep. Uh Good job. Deserve more than he got. Yeah. Let's move to offensive tackles. And yeah. we were pretty good on this position, I got to say. Oh, yeah? Like, we kind of nailed it. Good stuff. Um, the It wasn't perfect, but it was very close. Yeah. So, 
We wanted, uh, well, I was wrong on Worf's. I wanted to move him to guard. Yeah. Uh, I think I was <laughs> higher on Worf than you were. We both had him at the same rank uh-huh. in terms of, you know, he was both our third tackle. Okay. Which is, with him and and Becton, who are so close, and then even Wills. Yeah. Wills is, played really well. Wills, I think those were our one, two, three. Yeah. It was just the order. Yeah. Uh, it, the only thing is that I wanted to move Worf to guard. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, that's rough for me. Right. Because he had almost 800, it was 799 pass snaps. He yeah. gave up one sack. Right. Yikes. That's incredible. Yeah, but I, you could argue Makai Becton had just as good of a year on a terrible team. Uh, it was yeah. like, the, they were more, 1A, more, 1B. And with more injuries. Um, yes, and with injuries. And, and that is a concern just because of, you know, height, weight. Yeah. Worf's is carries his weight a little bit better yeah he's a little bit smaller so yeah. it helps um but Becton dominated yeah and he was my number one tackle I think you had him at two I think so and Will's at one I think so so it's just these top three that we're yeah. kind of interchanging here yeah and then throughout the season I think I flip just flip worse and Will's and I got I think I got it right like that's I think worse is clearly the best of the of the three uh, at least, at least for their rookie season, he's a Super Bowl champion. Yeah, uh, <laughs> in his rookie year. Yeah, uh, but Will's played really well for for Cleveland. Yes, all these three guys play played extremely well. I thought, and then Austin Jackson, we both had at four. Yeah, who we knew it was going to be these three. Take a step down. It's going to be Austin Jackson. Take a step down. <laughs> yeah, we knew exactly how it went. Uh, Austin Jackson, I, it was good. Yeah, it was good. With probably going to get better. Yeah. He showed a lot. And he also made some mistakes. And then Andrew Thomas after that, who became the first, when he was the first tackle taken off the board, we both went, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah. So we were right there, pretty much right on all the whole tackle position. Yeah. Uh, interior offensive line, there was Lloyd Cushenberry, yeah. who I think I was wrong on. I thought. If he played year one, I didn't think he was strong enough. Mm-hmm. But yet, he was the center for the Broncos all yeah. year, and they had a pretty decent offensive line, which I was also wrong on. <laughs> so, I was pretty much wrong uh, everywhere you could be around Lloyd Cushenberry. So, that's... For a guy who can move like he can, to be able to anchor down and play center for a decent offensive line yeah. for an entire year, that's just going to get better. Yeah. That's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, and I thought Cesar Ruiz uh, for the Saints, yes. uh, they moved him to guard, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but it's something we talked about. We knew yeah. that could be either I, one. I felt like he was the best center of the group and that he was going to be the one that played center and that Cushenberry might be moved to guard or something like that. Um, and But I, he played well. Uh, I think he started, he started most, if not all, yeah. of their games. Um yeah, the other guy I wanted to talk about was Biadish. I think he went to oh, the, you're right, you're with, right. with the Cowboys. He filled in when they had some injuries and did okay. He played pretty well. That was yeah. one that people were much more down than we were. Yeah, so that yeah, that is something. Another one that we we kind of hit there. Kevin Dotson, we totally missed. Yeah, I think everybody missed. I didn't even yeah. hear his name. And he came in for the Steelers and filling role and played at least half the season and gave up like two pressures. Right. Yeah. The whole year, so he played really well. Good that's stuff. a name. That's a name to watch. Yeah. Let's move to the defensive side of the ball and uh, tight end. Not going to talk about. Did yeah. not do anything. There was uh, no one there. Yeah, Cole Komet was taken first and did the best, but did not play all that well as far as tight ends across the league. Yeah, he had the best year 
it just wasn't impactful. Yeah. None of them were. Right. So let's move to defense and talk about the edge. The only people that I wanted, we missed uh, Josh Uche. Uche. However sure. you want to, it's U C H E. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not U- sure. What I've heard, I've heard U C H E and U C H E. So we missed him. Yatura Grossomatos, I didn't think was going to move as well as he did. He had some injuries this year, but when he played, he played well. Chase Young. Chase Young comes around the edge. It's Teddy Bridgewater on the arm. It's popped up in the air, and it is intercepted by Cameron Curl. Chase Young, huge defensive play for Washington. While we were mostly right, I think I missed. He had this this vibe about him that was kind of a Justin Herbert vibe vibe mm-hmm. when it's like you you he came in and I felt like Herbert kind of injected something mm-hmm. there was like a new life like a new there was like some more, more hopefulness where I felt like the Chargers when Tyrod they were like we're gonna be good mm-hmm. and then when Herbert came in everyone went we could oh. be really good yeah <laughs> we could be much better than we thought we could be with uh-huh. Tyrod Taylor like what our team was yeah. But it was unexpected. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I thought Chase Young was. He had a lot of expectation, but I didn't think anybody thought he was coming in and going to change everything like her, like uh, Burrow. Yeah, you didn't you didn't think he was going to be a culture change. Yeah, You like, thought he was going like, to be an on-the-field game changer. Yeah, everyone yeah. knew he was going to play well. He was going to contribute, yeah. make the team a little bit better. But they didn't think he was going to change the feel of the team. And yeah. probably because he's a defensive player and they don't right. really get that yeah. kind of, you know... Um, Thing around him, yeah, that feeling around them, but he did, and that's yeah. what I thought his biggest contribution was. It's when he got in there, they kind of there was like a uptick in belief, yeah, which is tangible. I think that's why he got the the C so quickly on his chest, like yeah. like that. That's really impressive to me to have a rookie defensive player come in, and I think it was like week three or week four, something like that. Yeah. Um, he got the the captain C on his chest, and it was like, I think it was on like Twitter or something. I saw a video of him talking to the team after one of their games, and like the next day, Rivera gave him the captain <laughs> thing, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So here's a new standard. Yeah, meet it. Right. That that's impressive to me. Uh, and then I we can talk interior defensive line. I thought it was. Derek Brown and Javon Kinlaw were the two that stood out the most, and they yeah. were exactly what we thought. Mm-hmm. I actually thought Derek Brown learned a little bit. When we were doing last year, we talked about how he kind of uh, everything was to penetrate through the offensive line. Mm-hmm. And there was, he didn't play as much of the traditional, like, hold blocks. Build a fence, kind of, yeah. And I thought the Panthers did a really good job of pick your spots. Yeah. When we need you to hold blocks, hold blocks. Mm-hmm. And then we'll let, we'll let you go. Mm-hmm. We promise. We're not going to make you do this the whole time. Yeah. So I thought they did, did a really good job with him, and he got better uh, throughout the year. Yeah. And I think Kinlaw looked really raw to begin with, um, which we knew he was going to be to come, like, to begin with. Yeah. Um, and he, I think he found, he figured it out more and more as the season went on. I think he's clearly the number two. Um, yeah. But... I think he's going to be much better the longer he's in the league. He was also honestly he was better this year than I thought he was going to be. I agree. I thought he I didn't I wasn't totally convinced on him. He had yeah. a lot of balance issues to me yeah. and he, he didn't show those as much. Yeah. Uh in terms of linebackers, 
Kenneth Murray was pretty much exactly what we thought he was going to be. Mm-hmm. Very fast. Didn't doesn't play downhill or he doesn't play the downhill run mm-hmm. just as well, but he did yeah. okay with it. Patrick Queen, I thought had the best year of the linebackers, which mm-hmm. we thought he was going to have. Yeah. He was a stud. I and I think that the Ravens lack of pass rush mm-hmm. actually hurt him. Yeah. If they have a pass rush, if they can generate a pass rush with four, he's going to explode. He'll be even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Isaiah Simmons, kind of disappointing. Uh, well, he, to me, he, this is team because we, we knew exactly what they had to do. Yeah. And we said, if you play him at linebacker, yeah. it's going to be bad. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Uh, and it and was. I, I think all he did was make splash plays. He wasn't a real consistent... Like, he, he'd have a pick at the end of a game. Um, and everyone would be like, yeah. see, Isaiah Simmons is a good linebacker. Um, and yeah. I think if you watch the whole game, he's subpar. Like, he's he's not good enough uh, the entire game. He makes splash plays, and I think he'd be better as, like, a drop safety. Yeah, I, well, I think that's what they kind of got to. The thing yeah. with, with Simmons is... They played it. They did it all wrong at the start, and then they got better at what he. They found what he did well. As the season progressed, he would be. What is perfect is if he they played a bunch of Tampa two and put him at middle linebacker. Right, yeah. That would be the best. A yeah. deep hole middle linebacker yeah. is exactly where he could, where he could um, flourish. Yeah. That and they started moving him. You have to move him because if he has to read and then move. Yeah. He's getting caught somewhere mm-hmm. because he's he's long, but he's so long. Like, right, there's yeah. not muscle there. Um, so you have to move him. They did that. They started blitzing him. They started moving him around, and that helped him a lot. Yeah. So I think he'll have a better second year because they figured he out what know- to do with him. Yeah, they figured it out, and he's kind of figuring it out that I got to get stronger. Yeah. Let's go to corners, which there is actually people to talk about here. Yeah. I felt like we, you know, the. The interior was kind of the front seven. What you what you thought? Yeah, but this back four, five, six mostly yeah. um, is it was a lot more intriguing with the year. I, uh, the first one at corner, Legarius Sneed played really well. No one, I'd never heard that name last year. No, I think he was taken in like the seventh. Yeah, he came uh, out of nowhere. Yeah. And played really well when he was on the field. Yeah, so credit to the Chiefs there. Yeah. Because he, he played extremely well as their slot corner, and he was a physical dude. Yeah. And so we missed that one, obviously. One that I missed, probably had the second best year out of the corners, is Jalen Johnson. Rolling to his right. Stafford still with the ball. Going to toss it into the end zone. Oh. Pass is thrown. Broken up. Incomplete. Jalen Johnson. No time. Breaks it up, and that's the ball game. The rookie out of Utah. Ends the story. Okay. For me, Jalen Johnson, you actually did not miss us. No, yeah. Uh, I had him as my seventh corner. You had him as your third. Yeah. That was that was one where we were we were we thought a lot differently. Yeah. And you definitely got the the best out of that one. Because mm-hmm. he he had a great year. And one is I thought the Bears uh, used him well, mm-hmm. negated some of his things that he didn't do as well, but he was just a better player than I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, AJ Terrell also had a better year than I thought. I think I had him fairly low. I think I had him out of the out of my top five, maybe. Um, he was definitely at the top five for me. Yeah, and I th- I think he played pretty well for Atlanta. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was one of their bright spots on the team. Totally, like he. 
I think CBS yeah. had him in like their top fifteen like rookies of the year. Um, so he played pretty well. Better than better than we thought he would at least. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't think he was gonna have a good year at all. And then yeah. when they made the pick, I hated it. Yeah, still hate it to be honest. You don't love it. <laughs> yeah, it was, he played all right. Yeah. Uh, and then I just I, with the with with these things with these picks and missing some of these corners, I kind of had a discussion that I wanted to go over, and that is because for me Jalen Johnson, his change of direction mm-hmm. was my major knock. Yeah, didn't think it it, it was good, and so that kind of brings up with the way the Bears used him, which is take away and Chase Claypool as well. It's the discussion is traits versus the scheme or the fit. Mm-hmm. And those mean a lot. And we're gonna, so we talk about that a lot, but it's it's kind of harsh where you're like, uh, the traits were there. Like, I still don't think Jalen Johnson has the best change of direction skills. Yeah. But if you use him where you don't need him. Right. You don't necessarily think he's the second best corner. Or Sneed and Jalen Johnson, you don't think they're the two best corners traits-wise. Yes. But they were used really well by their teams, making them have good, the second, the a two lot. best years of yeah. rookie corners. A lot of success. And yeah. they have good traits, and you definitely, you, it's not like I'm saying, well, I wasn't They're wrong. They're not scrubs. Yeah. You know, we, we were wrong, um, or I was, at least on Jalen Johnson. But then you go look at, like, a Jeff Akuda, who we yeah. both had as one, easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, and injuries, and playing for the Lions. Yeah. And mostly playing for Matt Patricia. Yeah. That story's not over. Right. You know, so I don't I don't think that's when you can be like, Oh, we were wrong on Jeff Akuda, that guy yeah. sucks. It's not like from now on Sneed's gonna be the best corner in this yeah. class. It's their rookie year. He had a really good rookie year, especially for where he was taken. Yes. Yeah. Um so so some of it's it's kind of like a nuance where you have to look at the, each situation yeah. and say, because, you know then there's like Bryce Hall for the Jets who Right. I just I think he's limited and I don't think that necessarily gets better with a different scheme. Yeah. Not that it'll be terrible, but mm. don't think that guy's ever going to be a corner star. Yeah, he's not going to be an all-pro corner. Yeah. Maybe. So that was just something that I kind of thought of, yep. which is it's important, especially like in – we're not scouts, <laughs> but in this discussion kind of scouting thing that we're doing. Yeah. And then the last – you have any, any more on corner? No. Okay, the last position group we wanted to go over is safety, and this was one of our favorites. Yeah. And here is where I chickened out oh, yeah? big time. Antoine Winfield Jr. Yep. Third and 14, he heaves it. It's knocked away, and on the deflection, it's intercepted. That is Winfield with the pick. On less, so we both had him as our third safety. Okay. I started it with... I have him at three. He's my favorite safety, <laughs> and I just didn't. I just didn't put him at one because I chickened out. Yeah, there was no reason. I thought he was the best one. I said that multiple times as we were talking about it last year. This is my favorite one. He might be the best safety. I'm putting him at three. Uh-huh. This is that's so dumb. Yeah. and that's what I learned. It's like don't chicken out. Right. And I definitely did that with Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. Uh, Blackman. I don't think we talked about. He, well, I didn't even do him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know I, if you did. But I don't think I did. Yes, um, so we we missed him and easily, a lot. Like, and I think there was a period of time throughout the season. I think in the first like half of the season, maybe first three quarters, where it was looking like he might be defensive rookie of the year. Um, he he yeah, and Chin were the ones that were batting out, and then Young kind of took over. Um, well, Young was out. Yeah, exactly. So it started out Antoine Winfield Jr. It was yeah. him. Yeah. And it was kind of it was interesting to watch because it was these three safeties. Yeah. 
that you know that position had been talked about as dying. Right. And then Chase Young's out at the beginning of the year, so it's like, and it's clearly Antoine Winfield Jr. Yeah. He was a front runner. Then it clearly became Jeremy Chin. He was yeah. a front runner. Then it for like not as long as, yeah. as the other two, but it was for a week or two. It was clearly Julian Blackman. Right. It, and then Chase Young came back, and it was clearly and it was him like, oh, for yeah. like ten weeks. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that was very interesting. Black Blackman, uh, we both didn't do, and he played really well. And I think he's gonna be a. I think he's gonna be a very good safety for uh, the Colts. Yeah. Um, and I just want to talk about Shin. I don't remember where I had him. You had him at five. Did I? I didn't do him. Okay, because I, I, I was really, like... You were very high on him. I think I think I put him at five because I was like, ah, I don't know if he's going to work out at safety. Like, he might be a linebacker. He might be a safety. It was you, that kind of thing. You actually did say, I think he's a nickel linebacker. Okay. Which is exactly how they used him. Yeah. They used uh, him all over the place. Yeah. I, I liked Shin a lot watching his tape and stuff last year, um, and I... Was happy to see him do well in Carolina. Yeah, I put him at five. You put him at five. I didn't do him mm-hmm. initially, but then we went yeah. back and we did a couple extra ones. Yeah, because I remember watching him and liking him a lot. Yeah, because when I heard I didn't do him, I was wondering. I was thinking to myself, I know I was really high Why on did I Jeremy. Watch so much Jeremy Chin game if I didn't do him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I remember us both being very intrigued. Yeah. And liking him more and. I think we even had a conversation maybe before the season of him versus Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. And it was kind of like, this is a 50-50. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he had a great year. And I'm very excited for all of these. And then the last person I just wanted to talk about was Xavier McKinney. Yeah. Who was e- easily bo- our number one safety. Yeah. Both of us, I believe. Um, and I was wondering, like, why didn't we hear about him? Yeah, I didn't hear about him, like, all year. So I went, and f- I went and found out why. Yeah. It's because he broke his foot before the season, and he actually didn't start playing uh, until week 12. Yikes. And he didn't play more than 40% of the snaps until week 14. Huh. So in week 14, he played 48% of the snaps. Then 15, he played 64. In 16, he played 68% of the snaps. Hmm. And then he played a lot in week 17. And in those, we weren't wrong. Okay. <laughs> so I'll say, yeah. I'll say that. Uh, the, it, it, they ramped him up, and by the time he got ramped up yeah. uh, in week 16, when he was playing 68%, yeah. seven tackles, uh, eight, so eight combined tackles, there so he was all over the place right and then in week 17 uh another eight combined tackles a tackle for loss an interception and a pass defense got it so remember the name he's not done he was just hurt yeah yeah so we've got four very good safeties in this class yes yeah yeah one came out of nowhere and the other three uh we at least knew were going to be good yeah but yeah so that is our recap i would say we were probably what 85 percent Sure. We had a pretty strong. Yeah. At least 80. Yeah. 80, 75 to 80. I'll yeah. give us. I'd right. say that. I'd say that's about right. That's not bad. Yeah, I think we were good. Yeah. And, when, and we kind of parlayed that into hitting, understanding how the draft was going to go. Yeah, I didn't do great with my, dra- my draft like prediction. But that was just because yeah. but I, I think you had the one thing and it was just gone. Yeah, that ruins everything. But it was close. Like We kind of yeah. had a, had a, the general feeling. And it's hard to predict. Real, there were some real surprises like Damon Arnett. Which Damon, Ar- Ar- Damon Arnett, AJ Terrell. Yeah. Both of those, we were 
I think we watched together and we were like, what? 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 <laughs> and then when Ruggs went one. Yeah. It was the first receiver off the board. What? Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. Um, but yeah, that is our 2020 recap. That's just kind of get the refresher, see how we did. Uh, keep ourselves accountable like we said. Um, you know, I think we did that. We did pretty well. Said we were wrong. We definitely missed some people, but hey, that happens. Um, and other than that, this is the first one. First one of the 2021 Drinking in the Draft episodes. Next week, we're going to do, like we said, uh, draft order. Yep. Team needs. Uh, good positions. Yep. Uh, anything else? No, I think that's it. Okay. Probably won't talk about worst positions. No. We'll just do best. We'll keep it positive. We'll yeah, keep, keep it on the positive side. What are the best positions? And where does... Maybe a little bit like... Not rank them, but kind of yeah. like... This has left less people. Yeah. But some good ones. Like not, you know, we won't, we won't completely bury any positions. Yeah. <laughs> we promise we won't do that. But that is next week. Uh, remember, these come out every Tuesday. So every Tuesday, these will be out and we will go through, we're kind of starting it off slow, kind of ramping it up. Yeah. And then the, the third week, so not next week, that's going to be a fun one. But the week after that is when we really start to deep dive into the positional groups. Yeah. I think we start with quarterbacks. We start with quarterbacks. Yeah. We held it up. We held out last year. Yeah. We were like, ah, let's make them wait for quarterback. This yeah. year, let's just get into it. This year, you you already know what this is all about. You know what this show's about. You're gonna you're gonna come back and listen. We don't have to bait you into it and be like, oh, dangle the carrot of quarterbacks. You know, <laughs> we'll give it to you. You're yeah. gonna stay with us anyway. Yeah. So have fun listening, and we will see you next week. Yeah. See you later. Goodbye. I'll take care, all right? Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you. You think I have any clue what's about to happen to him? Oh, not a chance in hell. Good night. Peace!